Yeah, Mr. White. Yes, science. Yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah, let's talk a little science. We like to do that every once in a while towards the end of the show. Um, this one's an interesting one. Uh, North America's got a lot of great things, but we don't have any monkeys. Primates, I guess, is the proper term. Uh, well, we have humans, of course, but... It's really the worst kind of primate, right? Uh, we don't have any of the kind of primates we think of when we think of primates, and that's too bad. We actually haven't had any primates in North America for more than 30 million years, but a new study is giving us some insight into the last North American primate and where it came from and what it was doing here and all the rest. It's really interesting how they figure all this stuff out going back millions of years. And to help us understand it, we have Kathleen Rust with us, a doctoral candidate in paleontology at the University of Kansas's Biodiversity Institute and Natural History Museum, lead author of the research we're going to be discussing. Kathleen, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here to chat about a very cool fossil. Very cool. Yeah. Now, first of all, to, to chat about it, we need to know how to say it. I looked at the name of this thing. How do, <laughs> how do you pronounce this? So um, it is called Egamo Wichashula, which is actually very cool since it was discovered in the 60s. It was discovered first in South Dakota and in the region of the Lakota and broadly Sioux uh, Native Americans, so it was a name to honor that. And in Sioux, it translates to Little Cat Man. Um, but it is certainly a mouthful to say Egamo with Joshua. Okay, and Little Cat Man, does that give us some idea of what we think this primate looked like? It was a smaller one then? It was a small primate. However, the name little the the translation of Egmo Wachashula to little cat man has nothing to do with its appearance from based on the fossils that we have of it. Rather, there was no word for monkey or primate in the Sioux language. So little cat man was the best um, kind of interpretation uh, for that language to come up with for it. Yeah. So Cool. Um, okay. Now, it, it, it's not new that we found out that it was in North America. We've known it's been in North America for a while, right? Like, But there's been some Correct. controversy. So what's the history of this fossil record in North America? Right. So um, this fossil was first, fossil remains of Egmo Wachashua were first found in the 1960s, and it is only represent, represented by teeth, which is great if you're a mammalian paleontologist like myself. Teeth really survive well in the fossil record. They preserve really well, and it's kind of like finding a fingerprint at a crime scene. We can figure out what animal it is based on the numbers of bumps and ridges and cusps on the chewing surface of teeth. Um, and so... The teeth of this fossil primate, though, look really, really weird. It doesn't look like any other primate that had lived in North America before, a few million years before it's found in the fossil record here. And it was even contested whether it was a primate or not um, for decades. And so the paper that my advisor and I just published earlier this week in the Journal of Human Evolution um, shows confirms it's not only primate status, but within a radiation of a certain kind of primate called adapiforms, which are very cute, lemur-like little critters that yeah. were really thriving all over North America um, during the Eocene, so from about 55 to 34 million years ago. So, wow. yeah, um, it's been known 
for a while, but now our study kind of confirms its status as a primate and a date-before primate. Now, the interesting thing here is um, something called the Lazarus effect, which you need to help us with. Basically, right. it means we think that the animal's gone extinct, but then all of a sudden it pops up somewhere else? Right. So the Lazarus, so and it's named after kind of the biblical figure yeah. raising from the dead. And so the Lazarus effect is really just a phenomenon that at one point, North America, at the after the extinction of the non-avian dinosaurs, that's whenever you see a lot of modern mammalian groups really start to, you know, for lack of a better phrase, pop off, and they're radiating, evolving. And these adapiform primates were thriving in North America until about 34 million years ago at the end of the Eocene when there was a, uh, a really dramatic cooling and drying event that um, caused the extinction of all primates in North America. But then roughly 4 million years later, appears Egamoa So it's like primates are, you know, dead from the landscape of North America, but then resurface with the appearance of Egamoa um four million years after the extinction of all the other primates. So this, this is what, as far as, like, for the taxon rank of primates, this is a Lazarus kind of effect where we don't see primates in the region. They uh, in the region they go extinct, but then they they um, reappear in the fossil record. So it's kind of this Lazarus effect where you see the um, the death of a of, of a species and then or of a of a taxonomic group and then its resurgence in that same area. So yeah, that's pretty wild. That, that, that's amazing, really. Yeah. Now you tried to determine how this primate came to be in North America? And I guess there's really only two choices. It naturally evolves or it came here from somewhere else. And you're going with the immigration route? Yes. So, and that's what, you know, since the 60s, since Egmo Wachashua was first discovered, um, there were a lot of researchers that tried to couch Egmo Wachashua as being some relic kind of descendant that somehow we missed in the fossil record all over North America um, since the end of the Eocene. So, it was thought for a long time that maybe this was, you know, a survivor yeah. of one of the families of a day performance that had that really thrived in North America. Um, but given what its anatomy looked like, that it was it wasn't a very strong argument. And it wasn't until my advisor and his Chinese collaborators in the '90s were um, doing some fossil prospecting in Guangxi, China. And they found some teeth that are a few million years older than Egmolotrochula, so late Eocene in age, that look identical to Egmolotrochula. And so this, you know, um, collections and museums are really great. They preserve and, and keep fossils in perpetuity to be studied. And so these fossils, these Chinese fossils, hadn't been formally studied. And that's when my advisor um, enlisted me to kind of take on this project and to perform these different analyses to test the hypothesis that these Chinese fossils were closely related to Egmo Wachashua. And we performed two independent analyses that um, conclusively indicate that Egmo Wachashua is closely allied with the with this Asian taxon that is a new primate as well. So we got to name that genus and species of extinct primate that is called Paleohodites nabuensis. So the, the the story goes that Egmo Wachashua likely evolved first in Asia yeah. and then made this incredible journey into North America where it then, you know, 
thrived for about 2 million years and then went extinct again. And so it has this really cool title of being the last non-human primate before the arrival of humans. It's very cool. It's fascinating. I love it. Is it important? Like, does this, is this kind of information something that, you know, benefits us in some way? Or is it just really important to know, you know, the history of this animal? Well, science for science sake, I think is very cool uh, to just, yeah. you know, just to know that and expanding our knowledge. But because this organism, this mammal was living during a time of extreme climatic and environmental change, it shows us how organisms in the past responded to dramatic climatic effects. And that the only way that, you know, all these primates in North America at the end of the Eocene have gone extinct but Egamowichashala and Paleohodites were actually able to survive because in Asia, they were able to retreat to lower latitudes to evade the cool, harsh conditions of the dramatic cooling and drying event. So it really is informative for us to have to think about conservation efforts and you know how to protect biodiversity in the wake of human-fueled um, climate change. So I think the fossil record is a great way to understand how to best um, preserve biodiversity today so yeah that's amazing stuff i I just love talking about it uh kathleen thank you so much for being here today do appreciate your time thank 